Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like This podcast is brought to you in association with Recovery, the natural choice for rugby recovery. You're sore, you're low on gas, and life has a habit of getting in the way when it comes to doing all those little extras you need to do to recover properly. Going into game day knowing your body is in the best condition possible is the goal, and your next performance depends on it. Well, Recovery has you covered. Recovery is reinventing rugby recovery. Check out their range of all-natural products with prices that range from as little as £7 to be budget-friendly for all shoppers. You can find them on Instagram at recovery or head to recovery.com or simply click the link in the description to take you straight to their website. And for an extra bonus, if you use the code DROPGOAL in all capitals, you'll receive a brilliant 10% off discount on all of your purchases. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Drop Goal Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, uh, we have the man himself. He's played for Toronto. He's played for Lee Centurions. Uh, if you're looking at the screen right now, you already know who he is. Uh, he's an absolute icon. Uh, earlier this year, he rocked, <laughs> he rocked uh, the mullet, which we all saw, which was named the best uh, haircut in Super League by myself. Uh, it's Blake Wallace. Uh, how are you, mate? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm absolutely looking forward uh, to today's episode and we'll have a good chat about Rugby League and uh, obviously your life involved with the game. Yeah, um, sweet, let's do it, bro. Uh, brilliant, so uh, we'll jump straight into it. Um, we'll start off with a relatively easier question than some of us that may come up uh, down the line. How have you found this season so far with the Lee Centurions? Um, it's been a bit of a... It's been a tough one for myself personally. I... Um... I have. I only played the three games at the start of the year. I yeah. suffered a head knock um, in the Challenge Cup against Huddersfield, and it's been um, it's been something that I've just had to deal with ever since, and I'm still struggling with today. Um, right. You know, I, I still still having symptoms and and stuff like that. So day to day, it's a bit of a struggle, and there's only so much I can do. But um, you know, it's unfortunate that that's happened, but. Mm. You know, it's a contact sport and, and these things happen. So yeah. for me, it's just taking it day by day and trying to get my health right before, you know, I can get back onto the field. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, and it's important that you um, recover 100% because uh, you never know. Uh, if you go back into the game not feeling 100%, you never know what could happen. Uh, so it's always best to just uh, have your time off until you're fully recovered and then uh, no doubt will uh, hopefully... I uh, see uh, a brand new Blake Wallace. Um, obviously, everyone's missed you on the field, so uh, I'm just looking forward to see you back on the pitch whenever you're fully recovered, mate. Um, so you grew up in Australia, uh, in the New South Wales area, and obviously rugby league and contact sports is a huge part of Australian culture. Uh, when was it yeah. that rugby league really came into your life and made a mark on, on your life? Oh. You could go back to, I guess, when I was born. I got born into it. My old man played. Um, right. And, you know, my earliest memories of the game was was going to training with him back mm. in the 90s there. And, you know, I'd, I'd stand off to the side of the field and, you know, he'd be kicking a ball around with his yeah. teammates and that yeah. and just sort of running amok. And I used to run the sand out to him when he was kicking goals. And Right. Um, they're, they're probably my earliest memories of, of playing. Don't really remember much of me playing when I was younger, but... You know, as a kid, like, you know, I just wanted to be like my dad. I just wanted to play yeah, footy. And, yeah. Um, you know, I loved it. Loved being around the game. And, you know, it's always it's been something that's stuck with me my whole life. 
Yeah, definitely, mate. And obviously, apart from your dad, because your dad's going to be a massive idol for you, especially um, growing up. Did you have maybe any uh, any other players that you kind of idolised and you thought, right, that's who I want to uh, be like when I grow up? Um, so, like, one of my favourite players growing up, he, um, you know, this was as I got a bit older, but my favourite player was Brent Sherwin, who played with the right. Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. And then come over and, and play for Cass mm. over here. Um, but he was just like, I don't know, there was just something about him really, you know, I enjoyed watching him play. And yeah. Uh, yeah. He, was me, he was just my favourite player. I used to, you know, go out the front and kick the ball around and you know, yeah. try and do the stuff that he was doing. And um, he was someone I looked up to. Brad Fittler was another one. Um, just because of that left foot step he has. Yeah. Uh, I tried, yeah. to, tried, to, tried to emulate, emulate that. But mm. um, yeah, they were probably like the two two sort of guys I looked at, you know, in terms of playing and who I kind of wanted to, like, grow up and be like, so. Yeah. 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 Um, so you grew up in Wollongong and you played your junior rugby for the Dapto uh, Canaries, uh, which is what I've got. Uh, were you always a standoff or scrum half or has that role come with a bit of, uh, a bit more experience and time? Yeah, yeah. So I started me footy at Dapto. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just something that, something that's a position I guess I've always sort of played um you know you could throw in fullback in there as well but yeah you know, I've always I've always been more the most comfortable playing you know in the six and you mm -hmm. know sort of that that standoff role so yeah, yeah. um yeah no I've, I've spent a lot of time in that position and you know I'll, I'll play anywhere at the end of the day but that's where yeah that's yeah. where I feel most at home and where everything just comes most natural to me yeah, fair enough. And obviously, your dad being a player himself, um, you know, that would have had a big influence on you. Uh, but did you always think rugby, like, when it came to rugby, did you always think, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm going to do when I'm older, I want to be a rugby player? Or was it just something you enjoyed and you just wanted to play it as a hobby just because you enjoyed the game? Oh, no, this this was something that from a very young age yeah. I was very adamant about. Um, I... So I just loved it and you know that's I knew you know from the time like I was six like that's what I wanted to do and yeah sort of didn't yeah. care where where I, where I did it or how I did it like for me just playing professional footy was what I wanted to do and um you know like I'm you know I'm proud that I've been able to do that and yeah it's been a journey in itself but um you know I was lucky at a young age I knew what I wanted and mm. you know I put the, the steps in play to, to go after it right yeah definitely mate um, so when it comes to playing the game, uh, we all love the rugby league, of course. Uh, and one's like, you know, one's dream if you're a rugby fan is I want to make it pro. Um, and obviously, as a Warrington fan myself, my aspiration if I did become pro was obviously taken to a grand final because it's something we've not been able to get uh, for however many years now. As a player yourself, what's your like main goal? What's your aspiration that you'd like to achieve before? Um, eventually maybe retiring from rugby league? Um, obviously to win, like, you know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone that that's played the game and, um, not wanted to win. So, right. you know, obviously I put that up there. Um, one of the, one thing that I, like when I first started and I was with Toronto, like for yeah. me to get them to super league was, was one of the, um, you know, one of like my big sort of goals mm. and, you know, I was I was I was lucky enough to be able to do that, but yeah. You know, for me, at the end of the day, I just want to I just want to get better each game, and you know, I want to win. Simple as yeah. that. So. 
Yeah, that's a, a brilliant mindset to have. Um, and it definitely takes a people like yourself far having that winning uh, attitude. Um, so in Australia, you played a lot of your rugby in the cup competitions, uh, representing the Central Queensland Capras in the Queensland Cup, as well as the Illawarra Cutters in the New South Wales Cup. Uh, what was it like developing your game in the cup level, which I suppose you could almost call it like the second tier of rugby league in Australia? What was that like? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think like I was 19 when I moved up to Queensland to have a crack with the, the Capras. And mm-hmm. like I, I probably struggled up there um, early on just because... You know, I was still a, I was still a young kid, you know, and yeah, learnt, like yeah. just kind of maturing as a as a footballer and stuff. I um, I probably wasn't quite there yet, and I was pretty inconsistent. So, um, you know, I didn't really find my feet until I sort of went back to, you know, the Illawarra and and got yep. a crack with the Cutters. And I think when I went back there, I was just a little bit older and kind of matured a little bit, and um, you know, I was able to you know play some pretty good footy. Yeah, in the couple yeah. of years that I was there. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, and often when players speak about playing the cup level, they mention that they play the cup level to then break into the NRL and catch catch the eye of um, scouts from the NRL or whoever it may be watching you play. Uh, what was it that you really wanted to show off in your game when it, when it was a cup competition? Was there something special that you thought you had that others maybe didn't possess? Um... No, I just wanted to do me, to be honest. Like, I right. I didn't have a manager or anything at a young age. Like, I, you know, didn't get a manager until I come over here. So, like, I yeah. I didn't – I just kind of went out and played footy and, and played it for what it was. Like, mm. I always, you know, I always wanted to play as high as I could and, and, and as good as I could. So, yeah. it was just kind of going out there and, and just playing my game and, and sticking to kind of what worked for me. And, yeah. um, you know, I'd like to think as, as a half I'm – you know, I take the line on and stuff like that. So, right. Um, that's kind of what I did, and uh, yeah, like it was a it was a good couple of years for me, and I gained yeah. a lot of experience out of that and playing against you know some some pretty good players in that competition. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so after playing in the Queensland and New South Wales Cup competition, you got your opportunity to come over to uh, play with the Toronto Wolfpack, which we all know the story of by now. Uh, you know, that that would be the first professional team in Canada. It would be a big step for for anyone um, willing to, you know, take that extra step, uh, uh, go out their comfort zone and, you know, try something new. Uh, how how did it come about you uh, you getting that offer from the Toronto Wolfpack? Yeah, so I was, um, when I was playing New South Wales Cup for the Cutters, I was working as well and I was working for mm-hmm. a guy, Shane Millard, and um, he he used to play a bit of Super League and um, yeah, and spend yeah. some time over here. And he um, he came to me when I was at work and he said, "Oh, he goes, I've been hit up about some players, um, you know, to go and play for this new Canadian team." And I was like, "Yeah, we kind of we kind of got talking about it, you know, and it, it um, didn't think much of it." And I kind he goes, "Would you do it?" And I was like. 100% like yeah so he kind of threw he threw my name forward and um you know he used to play with Brian or Brian Noble used to coach him and then right. Simon Finnegan who was our assistant yeah uh, they played together so okay um you know between them you know those two and all those three and, and Paul Rowley they all kind of took a gamble on me mm. um and and it kind of just snowballed from there and yeah. um you know I'm grateful that 
you know, I got that opportunity. So uh, it's definitely not something I've forgotten. And, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here, you know, sitting here today without that. So um, it's something I'll, I'll forever be grateful for because you know, I've, I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, as the Toronto Wolfpack were a newly formed club, uh, did you have to pass it? participate in like any sort of trials because uh, i remember speaking to monte gallis who's the founder of cleveland rugby league who also got trials at toronto uh, and i think he said he had to travel to three different trials what what was the situation with you when uh joining toronto yeah so mine was a bit different i like i think um like i got signed and like that was it like i was yeah, i was in yeah. the squad yeah um i think the trials that monty went to and a few other boys um throughout North America there, they then picked right. basically a team, yeah. a team from that. That team then went to the UK, played a game against, um, uh, I think it was, I mean, Brighouse, I think, up in, um, up near Huddersfield Way. Okay. And basically they picked three guys from that to yeah. then um, yeah. join, join, the, join the squad. So, uh, yeah, I, I was there, I was over in the UK by that point when that was on, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of how like, it all went about. Yeah, so you, you got almost a, a fast track kind of. You got signed on straight away. You know, they wanted you in the team before anyone else type of thing. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, it was just one of them. New yeah. squad, you know, I, was, I managed to get a gig and come over and, you know, make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, you know, you got your opportunity to represent Toronto. Uh, Toronto will play half their games in Canada. Uh, their home stadium and a half of them in the UK. Uh, moving from Australia, did you have a house in Canada or the UK? And how did you find the transition from uh, from moving uh, from Australia to a new country? Yeah, I was excited for it. Um, you know, I enjoy getting out of my comfort zone and yeah. you know doing doing some stuff that's a bit different. And you know, the whole Toronto setup was completely different. You know, I come to oh, the yeah. UK until yeah. did did preseason in the UK and. Um, lived in a house with um, like five other lads that were all from yeah. overseas, yeah. and um, we had a we had a good little you know good little crew there. And mm. uh, when we went to Canada, we we all stayed like the whole team stayed basically in like this big apartment like building. Um, right. So we were all together when we were there, and it was just a matter of like once the season sort of got going, we were back and forward, you know, every now and then, depending on the schedule. And yeah. Um, and then yeah, like each year just got a little bit different as we went through. But mm. yeah, no, I loved it. it. Was I don't think I could ever live with um, five other blokes in a yeah. house again. No, yeah, it, it got it got a bit wild and a bit dirty, but you know I loved it. It was a great experience, and you know, we all had a good time. Yeah, I bet it was a brilliant experience. Um, so you made your debut uh, in a Challenge Cup game for Toronto. Uh, what was that like, pulling on the Wolfpack jersey for the first time and pretty much setting it in stone that you are now officially a Wolfpack player? And you're on this, you're on this journey for for the long run type of thing. Yeah, you know, I was good. Like it was, um, you know, it was comp- like you know, it was different. Like we were playing for a Canadian team in an yeah. English league. Like it yeah. was, it was, um, you know, it hadn't been done before. And I was, you know, I just enjoyed every minute of that because you know we didn't know how long it was going to last and um we just you know went along for the ride and it, it was uh you know a really good experience and yeah. something i'll never forget yeah definitely it's, it's definitely something different and you know some some people were against it some people are all for it but 
overall we can all agree it's just something it's something that i think rugby league as a whole needed you know try try a new uh pathway and if it it didn't work out uh the way they wanted to then fair enough it didn't work out but it's good to always try new things because uh, in the end that was to grow our sport which is what everyone wants so some people may disagree with the way they did it but what they were trying to achieve uh, everyone can surely agree was was something good trying to grow our sport um, so it's really good that you managed to have that experience and take part in Toronto's journey. Uh, and you were pretty much at the club from start to finish, you know, uh, League One uh, to two seasons in the championship, uh, as well as the unfortunate short-lived time in Super League. Uh, what would you say was the most challenging aspect of your t- playing career with Toronto? Oh, it could be a number of things. Like, it, um, you know, I, I think... The travel was a was a pretty tough thing, you know. Like when we yeah. were weren't having as long a stint, you know, in certain places, coming back and forth quite, you know, quite right. frequently, yeah, made yeah. It, it made it made it pretty tough, you know. And yeah, like I don't know, like that. Obviously, the Super League um, experience was short lived, and you know, it's one of them things. I wonder what could have been, but it, yeah, you know, like it. That was obviously a challenge in itself as well because you were stepping up to that next level and yeah, of course. You know, you're playing against some of the best players in the world. It's like, all right, yeah. you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta figure it out pretty quickly. But you know, we were on the right track there. But then obviously COVID and you know the stuff that you know happened with our owner and whatnot. That yeah, you know, they're they're different stories completely. But it it's just yeah, I I just think um, you know obviously the step up in competition and then yeah. the travel they were probably the two biggest things yeah i agree mate um you know toronto in my opinion was becoming such a big name uh for so little time it had been involved with rugby league and people at the top of the club as well as the players like yourself and everyone around wolfpack they were really creating something good Uh, and i personally say toronto's time in the championship was when they really blossomed uh you know the first year i believe it was like 2018 uh they dominated the league uh and just missed out on a place in super league obviously uh, in that in that game and then in 2019 they won the million pound game and sealed that super league spot i really thought that's when toronto became their own and became their own brand uh and i think that team brung the emotion from the stadium to the tv screens which is something i i believe rugby league has missed for a few years um how did you enjoy your time though uh with toronto yeah i loved it i um and i still hold Hold the city very close to my heart. Like you know, yeah. my, I met my wife there, and we yeah, got married. Yeah. And um, it's just, it was just a you know a really cool experience. And I think anyone that ever went there and, and watched the game at Lamport Stadium, I think they'd say the same thing. I, right. Um, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the fans and the people there. And you know, I loved every minute of it. And it was a shame to see it end the way it did. But yeah. Um, you know that that's that's life, and you know these things happen. So. Yeah, I um, you know, I yeah, I love my time there. It was unreal. Yeah, it sounds like such an experience, and of course, most rugby league fans know the unfortunate story of Toronto. Uh, and like I said, mentioned before, some were against the idea, and some were all for it. Uh, with Toronto coming into Super League and you know becoming a pre- professional team, uh, based in Canada, but playing in the English league. Um, but I believe it was a good concept, nevertheless. Uh, but due to COVID, obviously, the Wolfpack sadly folded. I mean, what, what was probably the worst possible way people could uh, think that it would all end. Um, 
and you know many uh, players, people at the club. Uh, everyone was out of a job, and I'm not going to go too into it because obviously you may not want to go into it yourself, and others may not really want to go into it. Whoever's you know listening. Um, but how did you find that like that that period with Toronto, like that uncertainty whether Toronto would stay in Super League or whether they'd fold and you know they would they wouldn't be back? How did you personally find that time? Yeah, it was tough, you know. Obviously, right when the pandemic kicked off as well. So yeah, exactly. Um, mm. It it was hard because it was like you know you're waiting to hear things and then you know you'd hear some of them. It's just they kept the mm. process just kept. You know, it kept getting dragged on and on. Yeah, and yeah. We were just like, you know, we'd hear things, and then a week later, it changed. So it, it, yeah. um, it was pretty tough mentally. Uh, you know, we weren't getting paid, and you know, we obviously still haven't been paid because of right what's happened there. So we're, you know, we're still we're still chasing money, but um, you know, I th- I think I was lucky. I was in Canada with my my wife and her family, which okay, um, you know, made it a bit easier on me, but. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think like I ever went eight months in my life without being paid. So it, yeah, you know that 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 took a pretty big toll. You know because you're starting to wonder like, all right, you're dipping into savings here, and it's like how, you know, how am I going to be able to pay? You know, how am I going to live here? Like well, this yeah. is this is getting yeah. tough. So, um, yeah, it was it was just yeah, it was tough. It was unfortunate, but you know, at the end of the day, like still here now so i can't yeah you know, i can't complain yeah. too much but um yeah it was just just sad mate really like to see like it, it ended the way it did it was just a missed yeah. opportunity i think so oh yeah 100 yeah. agree yeah uh, it's unfortunate how it ended but like you said uh you know things happen and you're still here today um which you've got to be grateful for uh, and I must ask For now, sure. uh, I'm not too sure if you're aware, but a new professional league is being launched over in the States uh, with two teams from Canada, of course, Toronto being one of those teams, uh, as well as uh, there are 12 others from North America. Uh, with this news, how do you feel about the the, the new launch of the NARL coming uh, in 2022? I think it's outstanding. Um, one of my good mates, Ryan Burrows, he's the... Uh, what is he, the coach, owner? He's, he's all of it for uh, Washington, D.C., the Cavalry. So, right. Um, you know, I'm going to be right behind him. And yep. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. So I think it's exciting, mate. I think there's definitely a market there for it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you see how passionate they, the North Americans are about the sport. And I think, you know, a game as exciting as rugby league hitting yeah. the screens, yeah. I think, um, you know, I think, you know, it's only, there's only one way it can really go. And, um, I'm definitely excited to see how it pans out because I think, you know, in the right hands and, you know, the right people supporting it, I think it, um, I think it could be, you know, extremely big and yeah. I think it could really catch on. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm all for it. Um, and I can't wait to see how it all pans out. Uh, and I'll be tuning in if possible. And obviously, um, your good friend uh, is part of the Washington team, uh, which is brilliant. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to see how Toronto get on because uh, unlike other teams, they've uh, they've already got that foundation. So like they they kind mm. of, in my opinion, they're they're the ones you know that other clubs maybe will look up to, uh, you know, because they're already they they've got a, a strong foundation and a, a big fan base over uh, in Canada and um, the United States. So I'm really looking forward to. Uh, to that league, I think it'll be uh, something for all fans to keep an eye on. Um, 
after the Wolfpack folded, uh, a few months out of a job, you um, in the end were snatched up by Lee Centurions, uh, who will be confirmed to take Toronto's place in Super League um, for this uh, season we're currently in. Uh, how did this new deal come about uh, with Lee, and what convinced you to sign with them over other clubs? Um, so, yeah, I was lucky. Um, you know, Lee, I, uh, you know, spoke to, you know, John Duffy, um, yeah. who was the coach before, um, you know, he got let go this year, but mm. Dust was really good. And he, um, you know, I spoke to him quite a bit and I'd spoken to, you know, another good mate of mine, Ryan Briley, who yeah, hadn't yeah. signed at Lee at, at, at that point, but, you know, I know he spent a lot of time at the club and, you know, he spoke, spoke highly of it and, um, for me, it was really a no-brainer. Um, I, I I signed thinking that we were going to be in championship. Um, I didn't yeah. like Super League hadn't been confirmed at that point, so um, you know I you know I was really keen and you know right, I was really grateful right. for the, the the club giving me an opportunity. So um, you know it had come full circle and we ended up you know obviously getting voted in and yeah um, yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I'm very like, like I said, I'm grateful for it, and you know, I've loved every minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's brilliant that you managed to find a new club with Lee, and obviously, it was a bonus that you uh, became the team that uh, took Toronto's place in Super League, uh, which is good. Um, so you know, you you signed to Lee now. Uh, you're in your second season of Super League uh, rugby. Obviously, your first season, which was short-lived, uh, with Toronto. Uh, and now this season with Lee, which obviously, um, like we mentioned before, uh, having a chat before we actually started, uh, it's not gone to plan really uh, due to injuries. But still, you're in Super League, you know, uh, you live in a lot of people's dreams, uh, which is brilliant. Um, obviously, being an Aussie bloke, how do you compare the English game uh, to the game over in Australia? Yeah, I love it. Eh? I think, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's real good. Like, I just... Uh, the fans are, you know, they're second to none. I've, yeah, I never yeah. experienced anything like it. You know, like you can go to an away field and they can say some, you know, some some pleasant yeah. things to you, yeah. and it, yeah. it's just like, like what, you know, you how can you not, you know, enjoy it and embrace it? And uh, mm. you know, obviously, I'm disappointed I haven't been able to play a home game in front of the Lee fans because, right, um, you know, just seeing how passionate they are and and how loud they are, it's it's unreal it, um you know it's it's something that i've never experienced before and um you know it's definitely not like that in australia and um you know the game i think is you know it's, it's real strong over here too i think there's yeah. um, some really good footy getting played and there's some really good players that are coming over here so um, i'm excited to see you know what happens over the next few years yeah definitely mate um i personally think the the one thing uh, if we do have anything over the Australian game, um, obviously people say the Australian game is more more stable uh, than the English game just because of of the culture in Australia and how long the sport's been around. But personally, I, I'd say um, that both both leagues are going are going strong. Uh, and obviously, yeah, Australia is always going to be rugby league's always going to be bigger over there because it's a bigger country, so there's bigger fan bases, etc. There's loads of things that play into it. Uh, but like you mentioned, I do think the fans uh, in in the UK, uh, whatever team you support, I think they're outstanding. 
which is brilliant. And um, so many people that come over to the UK who I speak to constantly mention the fans. So for anyone listening, um, you're obviously doing something right, turning up to your games. Uh, so just carry on turning up now that we can get fans back. Uh, and, you know, support uh, support your teams. Uh, and uh, uh, obviously, as Blake just mentioned, uh, a few things you're saying, the players do enjoy. <laughs> so keep that oh, up. Yeah. Um, you, um, you, can't, you can't look at that and, and take it really the wrong way, can you? You just, you laugh and you, you crack on with yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're good. They're good. They're good fans and they're passionate. And no, I think it's great for rugby league. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so while we're on the topic, just just before this last question, you know, um, this Super League season for you's not really gone the way you wanted it to. Obviously, you've not been able to play a home game in front of fans yet, uh, and you've you've obviously suffered a head head injury, uh, which I wish you all the best uh, recovery uh, recovery. Sorry, uh, but you've had a few injuries uh, over your career. So what I'd like to know is how important is it that you make sure you're recovered a hundred percent after an injury instead of let's say 60% fitness going into a game uh you know how important is it for you personally that you're 100% match fit yeah so like there's been times where I've played busted I think any player that's played this game's played busted oh yeah Um, Yeah. and you know that you can kind of manage those but you know for me this one with my head it's it's a whole different ball game so it's a it's me brain at the end of the day like I you know I'm I'm still only young, like I've got my whole life's kind of yeah. ahead of me. And, yeah. um, you know, when I when I start a family, like I want to, you know, be able to do things with my kids. And yeah, um, yeah. it's it's frustrating because obviously I want to be on the field and I want to be doing my thing. But, mm. um, you know, unfortunate circumstances is like I can't at the minute. And, you know, I'm just, like I said, I take it day by day and, yeah. and I'll do whatever I can to get back on the field. But, um, you know, obviously my health's the main priority, so... I think, um, you know, I think with your head, you can't muck around with it. It's not no. like any other injury where you can, you can, you know, okay, I'm not 100%, but I can still get out there and, and do it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, with me head, it's a different ball game completely. So I um, I just listen to the right people and, and do what I need to do and take it from there. Yeah, definitely, mate. And obviously uh, being at 100% recovery uh, is important. And obviously, like you mentioned, you're only young and with it being your head, uh, there's just some things you can't mess around with. Uh, what have you been doing to to help your recovery? Because obviously head injuries are, are quite different uh, to other injuries. Uh, you know, if you've sprained your ankle, you know, you can, or break your ankle, uh, you work through it and then, you know, you do exercises with it, etc., etc. But with, with your head, uh, I'm sure it's a bit different. What, what have you really been doing to try and um, maximise your recovery? Yeah, so... Um... You know, I've been speaking with a, you know, I've seen a specialist quite regularly. Um, mm. Been working with a, a physiotherapist who's yeah. who's really good. She um, specialises in, you know, post-concussion um, rehabilitation. So, um, you know, she gives me some exercises to do that kind of, you know, get my brain working and sort yeah. of training. And um, because it's like, a, you know, like any injury, you've got to, um, you know, train it and work it and, and do what you got to do to get it right. So um, yeah. there's not a lot that I can do. It's very limited um, because, you know, any sort of like physical exertion or intensity, I, you know, I, I struggle and I get symptoms and all that right. kind of stuff. So 
it's kind of a it's a fine line between like what I can and can't do, and yeah, um, it's just just about getting that balance right and um, you know, pushing it, but obviously not pushing it too much. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, I wish you all the best with your recovery, and I hope uh, you get to play a game in front of those Lee fans uh, before this current season ends. Uh, hopefully, your recovery is uh, quick enough for that. Uh, but if not, like you mentioned, you can't mess around. You've got to make sure you're 100%. Uh, so you've got to do what's best for you. Um, but you have had quite a, instead of injuries, which is a bit of a negative topic, uh, we'll go to a bit more positive. You've had quite a few uh, successes in rugby league uh, throughout your career, uh, whether it be personal achievements or accolades um, or success with um, your clubs. Is there, is there a certain type of achievement that, that, you've, that you've gained uh, along your career which really stands above the rest? Um. Yeah, probably that promotion to the oh, Super League. Yeah. Um, that that for me because you know I remember at the end of the first year, you know I was sat in front of you know Brian Noble and said to him like I wanted to be the guy to you know have a a party and get this team to Super yeah. League and yeah. Um, so just kind of rolling through the years with them and the heartache of 2018 and then mm. being able to you know right those wrongs in 2019 was um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that was that was a really, really special day for me. And and then probably like, you know, me me debut, so me Super League debut with Toronto and then my club debut for Lee. You know, I hold yeah. them up there pretty highly too. So um, you know, they're they're probably what I would say, you know, my biggest achievements and yeah, you know, I'm you know, I'm cool with that. So Yeah, definitely, mate. Um you have achieved a lot in your career. Um, so that's all on you, mate. Um and uh, unfortunately, there is one thing I must admit. I did have you in my fantasy Super League team this year, um, so that, that didn't go. That didn't go to plan, really. No, that uh, hasn't, that hasn't gone well. Sorry, about uh, that. No, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Um, but I've I've kept you in the team. You're on my bench in case you come back. Um, Appreciate it. And and uh, one more question I must must ask: Where where's the mullet gone? So it's a touchy subject at the moment. I, um, right. I, so I'm very impulsive. I've, um, I've had a few different haircuts in my time yeah. um, over the years. So I've had blonde hair, I've had shaved hair, I've had it all. Um, yeah. And the mullet was, it was, it was in full force and yeah. I loved it. Like I, I loved it. And then my missus, we were, were downstairs here and just kind of got talking. And I, she, I don't know how I got brought up and I said, oh, well, I'll shave it off. And she's like, no, you won't. I was like, yeah, well, like, yeah, you know, I'll shave it off. And like, I don't really normally, I don't regret anything really, but that is probably one thing that I regret because right. as soon as I did it, I was just like, what have I done? I went from like having this long out of control hair and then just to like literally a shaved head. And yeah. I was just like, it's, so, it's like one extreme to the next. And yeah, I, I hated it to be honest. And it's slowly coming back now. Like it's, yeah it's getting there slowly yeah. so slowly, it, yeah. um i've told i've told the wife i said the mullet will be coming back it's just um you know we've come to an agreement that it, it's just it's allowed to be back but it can't be as long right or as as out of control as it once was so it'll probably just be a bit of a it'll be a mullet but on a smaller scale i'd say Fair enough, mate. I'm guessing the wife wasn't too keen on the on the mullet then, mate. Um, hey, she she runs the show here, so yeah, uh, you know whatever makes her happy. 
Fair enough, mate. Uh, it's been brilliant speaking today, mate. Uh, it's been a good laugh as well. Um, and I must say, just uh, thanks for taking your time out of your day uh, to join me um, and have a good chat about your, yourself and your time involved with Rugby League. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I wish you all the best with recovery. Uh, and hopefully you can play that game in front of the, the Lee fans uh, before the end of this season. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us, mate. And honestly, that was brilliant, brilliant interview. So uh, I'm just happy to get you on the show today. Thank you very much, mate. No, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, good luck with, you know, you and, and everything you're doing here. You know, it's good on you for having a crack at it. And, you know, I hope it all goes well. And, you know, you continue to keep doing your thing. So thanks again for having me. Yeah, appreciated, mate. Uh, maybe um, if you do attend any Warrington games, I don't, I'm not sure how if Lee are playing Warrington again before the end of the season. Uh, but if you're fit, not sure. I'm not too sure. I'll have to check after this. But if you are recovered, uh, then hopefully we can get a catch-up then, um, if I do see you there. But if not, I'm sure we'll uh, have another catch-up down the line. Uh, so I All appreciate, good, appreciate you taking your time out of the day. Uh, and have a good rest of your day, mate. Thank you. You too, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes the. Thanks again to our podcast partner, Recovery, for sponsoring today's episode. Head over to recovery.com to check out their range of all-natural products. And remember to use the code DROPGOAL in all capitals at checkout for 10% off all of your orders.